Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Ready to Mosh. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Back to a pretty much normal episode this week. I think so. News, the main segment, yeah. I guess, and then a recommendation for you at the end. Yeah. Reviews. And reviews. reviews. <laughs> it's been we a while. reviews as well, we? you know? Yeah. News reviews. Oh, I know. It's been, it seems a long time since we've done a proper, fully ordered kind of... A traditional one. A traditional one, yeah. I knew something was missing. I knew we did more than that. <laughs> Anywho, on with the news. Um, just to say as well, sorry if I sound a bit weird and slurpy. I've burnt my tongue and it's swollen. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like I had to say that. Fair enough. Right, on to the news then. We'll start with the sad one first, and that is the recent news in the last couple of days that Jeff Beck has passed away at the age of 78. Mm-hmm. Obviously thought of as one of the most influential guitarists ever. Yeah, definitely up there. a lot of people. So it sounds like it was pretty much... Unexpected. It was bacterial meningitis, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, so, yeah. Yeah, a lot of shock across the rock world. Yeah, it did, did kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, loads of tributes been pouring in for him as well, and rightly so. So, yeah, sad news. Okay, I'll try and lighten it then. Yeah, I think from here on in, we're going a, a little bit lighter. Uh, Pucifier have announced a UK and US tour that starts in Daytona. That's uh, starting on the 18th of May. And Tool are also actually playing the same festival. That's interesting. Yeah, it's Welcome to Rockville Mm. in Daytona. And yeah, so Maynard will be playing with Pucefire, I imagine, first. And then Tool will be one of the headliners. I would have thought so, yeah. Yeah. They hit the UK in June, but I don't think they're going to do download. No, I don't don't know. I I wouldn't have thought so, somehow. I imagine. Well, they're definitely a download band. Yeah. I just feel like they might want to do their own thing over here, maybe. Yeah, well, they they hit Dublin on the 10th, and then mm. they're in Glasgow on the 12th, and then Manchester on the 13th. So, potentially 8th or 9th. But, but would they fly into East Midlands to fly to Dublin to fly to, Gar- to Glasgow? You'd think they'd just fly to Dublin, then Glasgow. You say that, it's not that far, though, so I wouldn't rule it out completely in that case. It's, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see them mm. live. Like Tool, I mean, yeah. Tool were great live, and mm. I would love to see Pucifier, but I don't think it's going to happen, uh, sadly. Nirvana have been awarded, or will be awarded, the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Grammys this year, alongside Heart. Interesting. I thought it's weird timing, isn't it? Why, why now? Why now? Because <laughs> obviously they got to a point and they weren't ever going to achieve anything else as a band. Yeah. But And yeah. it's, I mean, it's 30... It'll be 30 years next year since Cobain died. So if it was Not, an anniversary, maybe, to mark, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Nevermind was 91. Yeah, so I, I thought it was a bit weird timing. Uh, I'm trying to think, was it Neutro, the last album? Yeah. Which, probably would have been 93. Was, yeah, it was. Yeah, so it's probably the 30-year anniversary of their last studio album. Yeah, last studio album. But anyway, yeah, that that's happening. And apparently, I didn't know this, because obviously there's various... Category obviously, there's millions of Grammys categories, aren't there? Yeah. But the ones that are classed as special merit awards, such as this, actually have their own separate ceremony, which will be on the fourth of February this year, and then the main Grammys is on the fifth. 
Mm, interesting. So, like a warm-up. Yeah, almost, I guess. I suppose there's so much in the main ceremony, you can't fit it all in. Yeah, I suppose. But, um, I'm sure we'll have more on the Grammys nearer the time when other announcements are made. Uh, cap- uh, cattle Decapitation have got a new album coming out. Uh, it's been announced it's going to be called Terrorsite. The whole news around it has been earlier than expected. I think it's out in April. Okay. Got a feeling. Better pop that on the release calendar. Yeah. Uh, but it was announced earlier than expected because the details about it were leaked on Reddit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The same user has leaked loads of albums as well, apparently. Oh. oh. You'd think that they can trace these It would things, be, or... yeah. Or if it's just information. Well, no, it's, in, it's information. I think it's information about the album. Mm. Not the files themselves. Yeah. Oh, but even okay. still, if this person's done it to multiple bands, it must be a very, very small pool of people that have access to all the information and yeah. to have worked on multiple albums. Mm. Kind of following on from my last piece, what we were saying last week about the Foo Fighters posted an announcement, they have now been announced for their first three dates without Taylor. So yeah. three US festivals, there's Boston Calling on the 26th of May, Sonic Temple on the 28th of May, and Bonnaroo on the 18th of June. So, Where's the Bonnaroo one? Um, somewhere in America. Somewhere in America? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. That's obviously the big question people are banding about now, as we said, is who's going to be on drums? Yeah. This week I've seen two suggestions, one being Shane Hawkins, as in Taylor's son. But that he, won't happen. Oh, he's only 16, 17. Yeah, I know he played no, at the tribute concert. But it's but that too was much pressure, I don't isn't think. It? Yeah. Um, and Josh Fries has been mentioned as well. Interesting. He's obviously been yeah. in various bands. So. I've, I've, seen, that. I've mm. seen a lot of drummers banded about recently. Yeah. Some so. kind of like touring drummers, yeah. others established drummers from other bands. and. Mm. So, yeah, we're still waiting to see on that one. Okay. Uh, NoFX have announced what is their final tour called Final Tour. Well, that's handily named. Yeah. So it's America and Europe that has been announced. I think Europe kicks off in Austria on the 2nd of June. Mm. And looking at the dates, it's possible that there's a download slot available. Okay. And it's been... I'm trying to think when NoFX will last at download. We saw them in 2012. Yeah. I don't know if they've been since or not. Not sure. Would they potentially be at Leeds, maybe? Leeds Reading? Possibly. They could yeah, they, they do have random bands there still, don't they? Yeah, I'm not sure on the dates on whether there's any clashes mm. there, but there is a possibility they could do mm. one or both. Okay. Twisted Sister have announced that they are reforming and playing together for the first time in seven years. I didn't realise it was that long since they played together. Yeah, actually. I didn't. I th- I thought they'd done something fairly recently for some reason. Mm. I was trying to think when I actually saw them, they supported Alice Cooper. And I honestly can't remember when that was. But it must be longer ago than I thought it was. Yeah. But anyway, that's going to be on the 26th of January. They're being inducted into the Metal Hall of Fame. So they're getting together to play at the ceremony for that. Okay, that's cool. Mm. Enter Shikari. This is really big, exciting news. It broke this this morning as we're recording. Yes. Enter Shikari have announced a new album called A Kiss for the Whole World, and it's going to be released worldwide on the 21st of April. Another one for the release calendar. Yeah, this release calendar is getting pretty big. And the first single, Please Set Me on Fire, is now available to stream. And we've not actually listened to we've it. We've not, yet. no. I've, we're going to listen to that together, I think, aren't we? Yes. And, yeah, so they, they're doing, obviously, the whole host of merch and everything that goes with it. And they're doing three sets of monthly album release residency shows across five UK cities. 
Yeah, it took me a while. When I saw the dates on it, on the poster, it took me a while to get my head around, like, oh, they're there, then they're there. Hold on, they've just been there. Yeah. What are they doing? I, I didn't... And then I twigged what was happening. Yeah, yeah so they're going to do London, Manchester, Glasgow, Wolverhampton and Bristol, and then Hamburg, Cologne and Brussels. Looking at the dates, I think the one that I I think that I sort of maybe identified as possible, I think it's the one on the 15th of April, and that's in Wolverhampton, yeah. the steel mill. That's pretty easy to get to. Yeah, so that could be if I managed to get tickets for it. Yeah, that's the thing, if we can get tickets for it. And yeah, so and looking at the kind of the shows that they're doing, it ends in Germany on the eighth in Cologne, I think it is. So I think they will either be added to the download lineup because there's still a lot of bands to add to that. Mm. But I would have thought they'd have already been announced if they were going to play it. Although they could be on the second wave because they're wanting to do their own tour announcement and release their album release. First, and yeah, then, possibly because this they, they save some band bigger bands, don't they? They do, for the they second do. Well, they do, but looking at the size of the bands that they've already got, you'd think majority of the headliners are there, and I'd have thought they'd have headlined the Avalanche, they possibly would. a very high slot on the second, actually. Yeah, I still think there's room for them to go in there. And there's also one of the things that I was thinking about earlier was you know, after their Reading set either got pulled or didn't get pulled, or oh, yeah, yeah, you know, all the commotion mm. around that, yeah whether Glastonbury have thought there's an opportunity for... It's more of a Glastonbury... Like, some of the things they were talking about is definitely more of a Glastonbury leaning. It is, but then that's live on the BBC, so would that go out? (laughs) Because they were live on the BBC when it got pulled at Reading, so... Don't know. We'll have to see. I can see see. them at Glastonbury, though. I I could, yeah. I could see them do Glastonbury. Mm. They they definitely fit, so... Um, just to add on to that as well, because I said to you, it sounds almost like what Metallica do, and they have got different supports, yes, haven't they, for that, yeah. February run, the March, and then the April. You've got two different bands each time as well, which is cool. I know As Everything Unfolds is on one of them. can't remember who else. Uh, alongside As Everything Unfolds, there is also Blackout Problems are going to be there. Mm. Uh, Cody Frost, and I can't see who the other ones are. But I mean, As Everything Unfolds as a support would be great. Yeah, they supported them last year. Yeah, on just on the two May dates that they had postponed from the year before. Yeah, was that the, was it, did we go to that one? Yeah, in yeah. Rock City. Rock City. Yeah, and Blackout problems. I'd love to see Blackout mm. problems. So yeah, that would be that would be a good one to go to. Yes, and tickets for that are on sale. I think it's next Thursday, the eighteenth, nineteenth. I think it's the nineteenth. Nineteenth. I think it's yeah. the nineteenth to go on sale. Yeah, it will be the nineteenth. Yeah, so yeah. anyway. I think the last thing I'd got was Chugaboom, who we have mentioned previously. We saw them at Mangata. I know they're a bit Marmite, you could say. (laughs) I I love them live. I think they're great live. Which brings me on to the point of this, is that they're actually doing a 10-date free tour called Something for Nothing in March. So they're just doing 10 venues kind of across the UK, and they're all going to be free to attend. Oh, wow, that's really cool. So I think that's cool. I mean... The dates are 10th to the 19th of March. And I know the 19th of March is in Nottingham at the Tap and Tumbler, whose gigs are always free anyway. Yeah. But I don't know what the other venues, whether they normally charge or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was really cool. Obviously, it's publicity for them and it gets them to audiences for free. But I think it's yeah. a really cool idea, really. And they've said it's because, obviously, things are financially difficult for a lot of people. So they're just... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's nice that they actually mm. 
been in a position where they can do that. Yeah, and I say it's called the Something for Nothing tour. Yeah. And they are really good, fun live. They're, yeah, so. they're, they're great live. Yeah. Like, the first time I listened to them, uh, some of the stuff you played me, I was kind of like, nah, that's not for me. Yeah, so even if you have listened to them and you've thought, oh, they're not for me, definitely worth checking live, out yeah. live. And if nothing else, you'll get to sing along to Bohemian Rhapsody. You will, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, yeah, that's really cool. Finally, some very, very exciting news. Sinkalima have a new album announcement, uh, which was on Saturday. And it's for their album that comes out on the 14th of April called Wavelengths. Yep, that's their second album. We love the first one, so yeah. looking forward to that. Well, we might already have access. Well, yes. <laughs> Obviously, we'll be reviewing it nearer the time, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, so the new album, Wavelengths, uh, you can actually pre-order the link for the physical CD and the digital download through their Bandcamp. There's also a streaming pre-save on Ditto FM. And there are also tickets for their album launch gig. And you can order those through C-Tickets. I think it's £7.70 with a booking fee. Bargain. Yeah, absolute bargain. And that's at the Old Cold Store in Nottingham. Doors open at 7 and that's on Friday the 14th of April. So go get tickets. On to reviews then. Yeah. Now I've remembered we're doing them. Now you, yeah, now you've remembered. So the first one we've got is a new EP from Hellevate, which is The Purpose is Cruelty. Yep. We had early access to this from a press release, so we've been listening to it this week, and it's actually released on the 14th of January. Yeah, so which is... by the time this goes out, it will be released. Yeah. But as we speak, it's not quite released. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's five track EP. What did you think? I enjoyed it. Same. Yeah, it's uh I mean it's a full on thrash album. It, it is, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it it's definitely for people who aren't faint hearted because it is insane uh some mm. insane drum and guitar work in this. Yeah, and the vocals as well, really. I don't know how I'd not really come across Elevate before because it had their debut album back in twenty twelve. Yeah. You see I I knew the name. But I couldn't think from where. Mm. And then when we were sent this, I thought, I'm, I'm so familiar mm. with Elevate. I don't know why I've not seen them. I don't know why yeah. they've kind of fell off my radar. They've toured with Exodus Creator, loads exactly, of people. Yeah. So I don't know how they passed us by. There's but... a very good chance that we've possibly seen them somewhere. Mm. Potentially, yeah. Anyway, back to the EP. Yeah, back to the EP. I love the intro, actually. I do as well. I don't know what the quote is from. I don't think it's necessarily it's a quote, quote, no. Or, it, it almost sounds like... It's not a quote, but like from a film. Yeah, it's kind of, if you imagine Sarah Connor in The Terminator. Yeah, that kind of When she's talking about he doesn't, you know, he he doesn't eat, he doesn't sleep, he's Mm. relentless. Yeah. Uh, In the way that Perturbator did it. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of that. Mm, It's quite an atmospheric start, isn't it, before it kicks in? Before it, yeah, Yeah. goes full on, blasts into track Mm. one, which is the headline Track, I believe. Yeah, title yeah. track. Yes, that's what I meant. Yes. Title track. <laughs> yeah, it's really eighties thrash vibes throughout this, isn't there? Yeah, a lot. Mm. Uh but in a but in a good way. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know how it couldn't be in a good way. Well yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, very similar with track two, some great mm. riffs. And the sound of it kind of reminded me a lot of anthrax. Okay. I got a lot of anthrax through this. I got some hints of Slayer and yeah. also the chorus where the vocal goes up, it's almost Hints of power metal as well. Yeah, it's, it is a combination mm. of, I'd say, thrash, bits of dark metal, mm. 
Uh, yeah, and occasionally there's kind of like bits, bits of power metal in there as well. Yeah, and then and I say some death metal as well in the vocals. Yeah. There's so many different changes of pitch, pitch tone. rhythm, etc. Yeah, I think that's probably my favourite track on the album, actually. Oh, okay. That and one that we'll come to. I mean, there's only five, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I can't just pick one. So yeah, that's called Dagon, track two. Hope I've said that right. Track three is Buried Under Mistakes. Yeah, this is a full-on kind of like head swaying... Uh, piece work it, loads of great guitars on this and again yeah. another, like the guitar and drum speed session through this mm. it, it's, it's, it's almost like dueling banjos like they're just going so know, insane it's quite almost bouncy I thought you could really yeah. sorry if I'm making noise in the background I'm literally bouncing thinking about it <laughs> yeah it's a bit kind of chanty-ish as well isn't it yeah, and it, it's weird how how the tempo mm. kind of like slows down and then yeah. you've got this really cool chorus which again reminded me kind of like Anthrax then it's back to full speed again. So like the pit, sorry, not the pitch, the the speed and pace of all yeah. of the mm. all the EP is very um, kind of fast and then slow, and then mm. even faster than before. Track four, die or be killed. This is my other favourite one. Yeah, I like this. It's um, almost almost like punk, like shouting the lyrics in the verses, and then getting that hint of almost power metal in the chorus i thought yeah i think i mean this is one of my favorites this mm. track those super fast solo guitar pieces. i was in gonna this. say the the solo in the middle is just epic isn't it yeah it <laughs> really it. is and again a good kind of like 80s throwback in parts mm. to this as well yeah really enjoyed that and final track yep. is no further action is required i'd probably say this is the best pace track of the five i, I know what you mean it's more it, it, it just weird. feels yeah. it feels so it feels kind of right. If you, yeah. It's hard to explain, but it's yeah, when you're listening to the other four steadily paced rather than switching. Yeah. yeah, and I think what else works for me as well is that almost kind of like doom metal chorus. Yeah, I got kind of a doomy kind of heaviness. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean, but yeah, I, I do like this album. And uh, sorry, I do like this EP, and I'm gonna be listening to this a lot more yeah definitely i think one of the quotes on the press release was they're pitching them as a new hope for thrash and i absolutely agree with that yeah and do you know what these would be a great band for bloodstock i was gonna say yeah bloodstock or any kind of thrashy based event yeah harder kind of event yeah um and also the cover art is really cool for it it is yeah that's always a plus so yeah definitely recommend going and checking that out it's available now on to the next one then we had two Surprise singles dropped from Sleep Token this week on two consecutive days ahead of their biggest UK tour to date starting on the 17th of January. We had Chokehold and the following day, The Summoning. Yeah, Chokehold, I absolutely love. I think this is a great single. See, this was my least favourite to start with, but the more oh. I've listened to them, I'm kind of switching. I thought The Summoning was my favourite and now I think Chokehold's my favourite. interesting. Yeah, but in, me and Sleep Token, we just don't quite gel, so I'm never fully I, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't get why you're not fully there with Sleep Token. I, I love Sleep Token. I think they're great. I think for me, and I, I realised it today, I was listening to it again today, and I think it's some of the vocals. There's just something about them sometimes when he's more kind of melodic and kind of yeah. clean on the vocals. There's just something about it. You know, I'm a bit weird with some vocals. Yeah, you, yeah, you are a bit strange yeah. with some... Vocalist. He's obviously an amazing vocalist, but I don't know if that's what it is. Oh, but musically, okay. yeah, I love it. I love like those kind of really ethereal piano going through yeah. it and the slow. It's, melodic, it's so. I mean, creepy. this is so heavily layered. Mm. And the vocal range on Chokehold is incredible, yeah. and 
it's I love the way it switches from kind of like a synth pop to aggression. Yeah. Just kind of it, it suddenly come it sort of like builds and builds to a crescendo and then just hits you. And I, I think that the best way that I can think of describing this is with the way it kind of overwhelms you is mm. almost like swimming and then drowning because yeah. you just you are literally just surrounded by this noise and yeah I really really love this. Um, what I noticed was it builds back down again. Mm. And then when it ends, it actually ends sooner than you think it will. Yeah, you just kind even of get into it, even though it's been going for it's about it's five, five minutes, it's over five isn't minutes it? Long. But you, it doesn't feel like five no. minutes, which is weird because I'm not normally necessarily a fan of long songs, am I? No. But yeah, I think because it's got the, those different pace changes and different yeah layers I, to it. That's one of the things yeah. I love about it. Like, I think oh, it's great. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh right, we're on to another one. Yeah, oh. yeah, I definitely agree with that on it. Okay, and then the other one is the summoning. And what do you think of the summoning then? What, in fact, what were your first thoughts? Because you said you had mixed. Yeah, I definitely liked this. Mainly liked this one. It's obviously, I would say, heavier than Chokehold. Mm. But then when it flips in the last kind of minute, I'm like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> Which is obviously the point, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was too many ideas in one track. Okay. I felt like there was they were trying to almost as if they were trying to do everything and almost like showcase all the different things mm. that they can do. Although they don't really need to, do they? They've been around long yeah. enough people to know um, what they're about. And yeah, this one doesn't really work for me. Uh it might you know, it might work better once I've listened to it a bit more, but mm. I listened to it several times in a row yesterday and mm. just couldn't I just couldn't get into it as much. It just sounds like it could have been two singles instead of one for me. And I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Mm. A 2023 version, almost there, November Rain. Do you think? Yeah. You know, if you if you think of when November Rain came out, you've got the very slow start and the build-up that went on and on and on, and then it went full on to that. I think this is almost like a 2023 sleep token equivalent. Okay. Where you've got two different things going on. Mm. And it, it builds and builds and builds, and then, like you say, the, you know, everything changes. And I think, and it's, what is it, seven and a half minutes long? Six like? and a half. Six and a half. So, so, yeah, it just feels like it's their November rain to me. That's an interesting one. I hadn't thought of that myself. Yeah, that, that's kind of, that's my analogy for it. Yeah. What they do remind me of more, and this might explain why I'm having trouble gelling with them, is they do remind me a lot of Tool. Which Not just pr- the videos, no. but just the way that there is quite a lot going on and they're quite long songs. and Heavily layered. Have, yeah, yeah, and I just don't know if that's it. Well, it's just too much for my little brain to cope with. Whereas I'm the total opposite. And well, I'm, you love Tool I love and Tool, therefore yeah. you're getting this more than me. Yeah. I think, was it last, when we were talking last week, not on the pod, kind of this was off pod, but we were talking and you were saying how you just don't get it. And like I said to you, you know, it's, but everybody seems to love them. It's yeah. probably an age thing as well, that it it's not be. your... And I think maybe one day it will just Snap, click. yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> that kind of happened with Tool. I kind of, I like them more than I used to, so I think... The same thing happened with, for yeah. me with Enter Shikari. A bit like olives as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day you just suddenly like olives. <laughs> Well, yeah, with Shikari as well. Yeah, it took me years mm. to get into Shikari, but then one day something just clicked, and yeah. then we've seen them countless times since. Mm. But yeah, th- this one, this song anyway, the something yeah. just doesn't work for okay. me. Okay, I mean, I do. I have listened to them on and off all week, and I will keep listening to them and maybe go back again over some old yeah. shoot tokens because there are odd songs that I do like. Interestingly, though, apparently the release of these two it shot their Spotify li- monthly listeners up by four hundred thousand. 
And in terms of obviously they were both the chokehold was out first, the summoning second. The summoning has got a lot more listens. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Um, is that possibly because it's the newest release, though? I don't know. When I had a look this morning, I think it had about 100,000 more. Hmm. That's interesting. I think it was that much off the top of my head. But, yeah. Obviously, we're assuming that this might be leading on to a new album, perhaps later yeah. in the year. But in Sleep Token style, they probably won't publicise it before. It'll just no, it'll just happen. It. <laughs> yeah. I do quite like that element of mystery, that something just... It's interesting uh, that Sleep Token... And Shikari, Metallica, over the last month or so, mm. there's been some big bands just suddenly announcing, oh yeah, by the way, here's an album, here's yeah, a single. Fair, the, the Shikari one I wasn't expecting. No, that this came morning. out. I was like, oh, I mean, I know. Well, they have, yeah. haven't they already released a single? They released though? two singles, I yeah. think, possibly three. I can't think now. So it's kind of like, it's no, it's no real surprise it was coming, but the way it was announced was just kind of like, oh, okay. There was no kind of sneak, oh, something coming soon. Or if yeah. there was, we missed it. We completely missed it then, yeah. Which is not difficult because you don't always see everything, do you, on social media? Anyway, speaking of Shikari, we're now going to pop off and listen to that new track because we haven't heard it yet. Yeah. So we're going to be back in probably about three minutes. Yeah. Obviously, we're pausing. We're not going to sit <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to make you sit in silence for three Although and, that would uh, be quite funny. <laughs> some, like, lift music in the background. Some music. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back to let you know our first impression. So we're back. We're back. Listened to Enter Shikari plus Set Me on Fire. First Um, reaction. Yeah, well, we've listened to it separately as well. So just to kind of note that. With headphones on. With headphones on. So we've both listened to it at the same time, but not together. But together. (laughs) And at first, I wasn't sure. Really? How it started. Yeah, just the start. I wasn't kind of, I thought, "Hmm, not keen on this. Hmm. And then when it really kicks in, it's a bit of a worm. It's, it's automatically mm. just in there now. Yeah, I really liked it straight away. Those kind of the synthy starty bit just reminded me of kind of the spark straight away. Yeah, I got a feeling of that. But mm. then, it just, I don't know, so there was something about the start I wasn't sure about. Mm. And then after, a little bit a little bit after that, it really kicks in and I do really like it. For me, it's got almost like hints of all different phases of Shikari. That they've done, yeah. So you've got like the more recent stuff, but then you've also got a shouty vocal that's like Take to the Skies. Take to the Skies, yeah. A lot of As well, lot so there's kind yeah. of hints of old Shikari intertwined with new, and it's definitely my favourite thing of the recent singles they've done. Yeah, I'm the same. I think yeah. of, the, of the singles that they have released, this is probably my favourite now. Yeah. And what I'm not sure about, actually, the other two that they've done, there was one with Wargasm, one with Cody Frost. I don't know if they're going to be part of this album or if they were just kind of one-offs. One-offs, yeah. I Because I liked Cause... the Wargasm one. You weren't sure, though. No, I liked it. Oh, did you? It was a grower. I think we both said oh, it was a grower, right. didn't okay. we, actually? I, th- I thought you um, weren't sure about that one. No, I like that I think one. the one with Cody Frost yeah. I wasn't keen on. Yeah, I wasn't so sure. I think I need to listen. I've not listened to it a lot. I need to listen to it more. I mean, I'm kind of just looking at the artwork as well. It seems almost separate. But yeah. We'll see. But, yeah, I really like this. Yeah, I So, do. looking forward to the full album in a couple of months. Right, main feature time now. And this was originally going to be one episode as we've gone through it, but we've now realised it's actually going to be a lot longer than that. Yeah. So, we're going to break it down into different time periods, and it's bands that we've loved from the start. Yeah, hence Love at First Fright, which is kind of linked to an artist, but they've ended up not being featured this time because we've broke the time down. Because of the time barriers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, we kept the title. 
Because it's cool title. Yeah. These are bands that we've basically loved from the first album. Yeah. And we, like you said, we're still massive fans now. Yeah. So I should probably go first because I'm a little bit older than you. You are? Not much. Well, just, a, just a smidgen. Yeah. I think we've got some duplicates as well. And there, we there will be some duplicates, yeah, yeah. but anyway, kick off with your first. My first one is Guns N' Roses, which is the first album that basically changed my life. It, 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 was, it was the album that changed my life. It, mm. It's what got me listening to alternative music, metal, and all its various incarnations. As mentioned in our first ever episode. Yeah. Do you remember the Do first you remember time? the first time, mm. yeah. So I'm not going to go too much about this, but I'm just going to say this was... I was into the Appetite for Destruction when it first got released. Got my mum to buy it for me for my birthday, and I can still name all of the tracks on it now, so... That's when I was late to the party at, hey, that could be an episode. Because, yeah, I was a Use Your Illusion era Guns yeah. N' Roses fan. My first one, then, is Placebo. I've also got Placebo down. Yes. Way back to their first self-titled album in 1996. Yeah, and possibly that and Black Market Music are probably their best albums. I still love the first album very yeah. much. Yeah, the first album is a mm. is, is timeless. Yeah, I don't know how I came across them even. You know, because like back in the day, we obviously didn't have music television. I don't think I'd have listened. I don't well, think we did they'd have, have been we, on the radio. Have, they would I have been on have MTV. Just and... read about. I think I just read about them and saw Brian, and I was like, I need to investigate this more. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And showing my age, just a little tale to tell about me getting the first album back in the day. I lived in the middle of nowhere in a village, so I had to go a big trek to go and buy an album. Mm -hmm. So I actually got this via mail order. I probably had to cut a coupon out the back of Kerrang or the NME or something, send off a check to get it through the post. But it arrived when I was off sick from school with tonsillitis, and I just remember sitting in my bed listening to it on my Sony Discman. Wow. (laughs) On repeat. So, yeah, that was how I fell in love with placebo on antibiotics. I went to HMV. Well, you weren't living in the back of Beyond, were you? No. Any particular favourite tracks of yours on that album? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I love all of the tracks on this, Mm. but the ones that stand out... I mean, Nancy Boy was heavily overplayed, but I did used to be able to do a kick-ass Brian Molko at one point in my life, yeah. (laughs) But my my voice has deepened as I got older, so I probably can't do it now. No. But I'd probably say Teenage Angst is my favourite, I think, if I had to pick one. I wrote three down. Nancy Boy, obviously. See, hang on, can I, oh, can I guess I was, your others? Yeah, I was going to say, I had Nancy Boy on single as well, so I must have had to send off for that because I don't think they would have had that in my local Woolworths, which was my no. nearest record <laughs> store. I'm going to say your other ones. Mm. Uh, well, it's Teenage Angst on there. It is, yeah. And I bet the other one is 36 Degrees. It is. Yes. <laughs> and I actually bought, I think, Bruce Pristine I've got on single as well. Oh, you went full on into that one. I know. I'm sure I've still got them. I'll have to have a, a check, but I'm sure they're in the cupboard of doom upstairs. Mm, interesting. Mm. But yeah, uh, it's a great album. Yeah, definitely has stood the test of time. Yeah, and still love them now. My next one is alternative, but kind of not in the usual sort of way, although it's a band that has headline download. That's The Prodigy. Okay. And again, this is, you know, this is an age thing. So I was into the Prodigy right from the start, from the first album. And interestingly, it was it was at the same person's house who got me into Guns N' Roses. Mm. So like, it's two albums that yeah. he played to, my friend played to me, and both albums just kind of blew me away. And again, it's 
this is when Prodigy were more dance as opposed to mm. the more dance industrial kind of sound they later yeah. kind of got. Uh, but yeah, the first album was the Prodigy Experience out in 92. And I think if I had to pick my favourites, Out of Space was a classic. Yeah. Loved Boing. Out of Space. Is that the one with Boing? Boing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, ooh, what would be the other one? Possibly Your Love, which I think was a remix. Okay. But it was really, really yeah. cool. Uh, they were they were kind of like two standout sort of yeah. tracks. Yeah, again, unlike the placebo one, I don't think it's aged as well. Mm. But it is a perfect snapshot of time for what yeah. was around then. I think, it, although it's not, you know, it, although it's still a great album and I can still listen to it now, I think it's kind of of the era, as it were. Yeah, definitely. Funnily enough on that one as well, I was saying I was late to the party on that one, I guess. Yeah. But we did look up, didn't we? I had a, is it like a Dance 91 album that the Prodigy yeah. were on and I did like that song. It that was, was Charlie, Charlie, wasn't it? Yeah. Although I didn't actually own a Prodigy album until Fat of the Land, so I can't claim to be Love at First Fright on it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't follow up with it, but... Right, for my next one, I've got a bit out of sync with my timeline, I guess, because this is actually from 1995, but it's the Foo Fighters and their first, again, self-titled album. Yeah. Funnily enough, on this one, my gnarly little teenage self was very anti-Foo Fighters to begin with. Really? How could Dave Grohl carry on when Kurt died (laughs) and all of that? Oh. You know, but curiosity got the better of me and just to age me again... I um, got a cassette out of the library of this when you could, in the olden <laughs> days, you could loan out cassettes and CDs, or it might have been a CD I loaned out yeah. and copied onto a cassette and then you'd take it back. So I never actually purchased this, but I did have the album in okay. some format, so I'm claiming it because I was listening to That's it. That's fair enough, yeah. It's not my favourite Foo Fighters album. Colour and the Shape, I think, would always shape, be yeah, my favourite. But I did listen to it from the start, so. And okay. as we've mentioned before, I've still never seen them. But there's there's some hope still in that. Is there any tracks on there that you still like or I think the the obvious ones, to be honest, this is a call and big yeah. me. Yeah, I was gonna say the same ones. Yeah. They're, they're the they're the ones that kind of shaped the way for the colour paved the yeah, way for the colour in the show. Definitely. Shape. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. They were the two they were the two standout mm. songs. Right, my next one, and it's the same for you, I believe, as well, which is Slipknot. Yes. And the was that that was self-titled as well, wasn't it? Yes. So obviously, it's not technically their first album, mm. but it's regarded as their first album. Yeah, so we're claiming it. Yeah, as that. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. I think it was when I heard "Wait and Bleed" for the first time is what got me into them, and I think that had two videos as well. It did. not have a live one? It had a live video, a... animated one. Yeah. And the animated one, they played that. for a bit, and then that got banned. And I, I can't remember why, but. No, I'd forgot all about that. Yeah, it's generally that there was a live one that was banded about all over yeah. channels, wasn't it? But I'd, I'd seen the animated one first, I think, and yeah, I thought I thought it, it was just something completely different and new, and mm. just really got me into it. But I think, as far as songs go, I think "Spit It Out" is probably the best one on there. Yeah, for me, that's probably my standout one. That is mine as well. Yeah, I also really like "No Life" and "Eyeless." Yeah, Diluted. Diluted is a great track too. Yeah, that's true. Just going back to you when you said um, about the first time you heard Wait and Bleed, it wasn't Love at First Sight, I mean mean Sight with Slipknot for me, because they were like all over Kerrang! and Alabama, and I was like, I'm fed up of seeing them, it's just a gimmick, it's just stupid, stop it. 
And I know people say that about bands now that are gimmicky. <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm not into this. I hadn't listened to them. And then I heard Wait and Bleed. I was like, a little confession to make to people. I'd just been saying, I don't like Slipknot, do I, I like Slipknot. <laughs> so <laughs> toddled off and bought the album. Because at that point I was at university and I had a record shop I could go to. Exciting. Yeah. Lovely little one it was. And I'm glad I did because otherwise I might not have bothered watching them at OzFest in 01. Imagine that. Well, I probably would have done because of the stage set up. There was only one band at a time to watch. But my last one might be an obvious one, but Linkin Park. Yeah. Was absolutely love at first listen on this. Yeah, same here. The Hybrid Theory. I remember getting this from HMV as well. I probably got it from the little record shop, which I just mentioned. Yeah. If anyone remembers Hit My Music in Newport, let me know. Sadly closed down now, but that was my go-to place at university. This is one, I think we've spoke about this before, there's not a track you'd change on this. No. And I'll be honest, I don't think I could pick a favourite on this. I, well, I say I can, but I love all of them. Papercut. Yeah. Runaway and Forgotten. I think Forgotten's probably my favourite if I had to pick one. Yeah. I just love the way that Chester and Mike's vocals around on that and then there's kind of a little isolated vocal bit at the end. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a classic album and, mm. yeah, I wouldn't change anything and I, I couldn't pick a favourite on that. I think you could potentially argue that the big singles have been a bit overplayed because even now, 22 like years later, the end. they're still on Kerrang all the time. Yeah. But I don't think, you know, the way some bands have said, that's overplayed, I won't listen to it now. Da-da. Yeah. I don't think about I'll that deliberately go out my way not yeah. to listen to Sweet Child yeah. Mine, for instance. <laughs> yeah. It's like they are overplayed, but not in a bad way. Yeah. They're still as fresh today as they was back then. <laughs> so they are the bands we have loved at first fright from 87 to 2000. Hopefully we've not forgotten any. But yeah, we'll be bringing this back probably in a few weeks or so, maybe. Yeah. A couple of months to look at bands we have loved since the beginning from 2001 to 2010. Yeah. So um, we've already got some in mind straight away, haven't we? Yeah, there's, um, a, there's a few. I'm sure there'll be a few more to add into that one as well. And as always, let us know what bands you've loved from the beginning, either from those years or whenever. And have you got any of the same as us? Right, time for a recommendation. We've not done one for a few weeks now. a few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, what with Christmas and reviews and previews and whatnot. Yeah. But we've gone back to normal and we have a uh, recommendation this week. And this week it's Threshold, who are a four-piece from London. They're a very kind of like old-school thrash sound. Anybody that's a fan of, I don't know, Slayer, Metallica, Creator will absolutely love them. And their latest single, A Thousand Eyes, and their debut album, War, is out. And I strongly recommend people listen to it. Absolutely. We haven't had a chance to catch them live yet, but we are hoping to this year. Some dates that I've noted where they're going to be so far for the upcoming year. They are playing in Metal to the Masses as part of the London Heats, actually. Heat 6 on the 22nd of January at the Dev in North West London. So go along and give them some support and help them get along to Bloodstock. And then they're at Fallout Fest in Kingston-Pontems on the 18th of February. Dogtalica on the 23rd of April at the Old Salutation in Nottingham. That actually sounds really cool, so we might pop along to that. Yeah, I think, I think we could is, I think we could do that. One. Yeah, that's for <laughs> a um, a dog charity. Yeah. Hence the title. Mangot Festival. Oh, actually, no, I'm skipping ahead. 
Manifest on the 27th of May at Whittlebury Park. There's loads of cool bands being announced for that recently. Yeah. So that looks a good one. And and then Mango Art Festival on the 14th of July, which we have already got our tickets for. So if we don't see them before, we'll be watching them then. And obviously, New Year will be starting a new recommendations playlist. So our 2022 recommendations playlist is available on Spotify. You can find links to it from our various social places. And we'll be setting up our 2023 one now. So yeah, go check them out. Right, well that is another episode done. So thank you for listening. Don't forget you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Ready to Moshcast. And we're also on TikTok, Facebook and YouTube, which is Ready to Mosh. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Make it stop, move.